welcome to the In Between Club. I'm Yasuha. I'm Yashika. I'm Tomoka, aka Tess. So today is our very first episode. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so today we're going to talk. We're going to be talking about the language and TCK. So a lot of TCK and CCK speak more than one language. Yep, just like us and. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking multiple languages is not just about our language ability, right? It really connects to like different topics, such as like identity and discovering ourselves, and then um, dealing with social expectations and how it constructs your your uh, personality. And so, we just wanted to have a discussion, a pure and frank discussion about what it feels like to have a lot of thoughts. On language and just all the topics that we can think of about the topic of language and TCK CCKs. So, how are you guys feeling? It's the first episode, right? Yes, I'm so nervous.、Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone can tell that we're really nervous, but like, I'm really excited because this is exactly what I actually wanted to do in my life. Like, do something、Ooh. for the TCK and CCK community. I mean, yeah, we've been planning for this、um, for like. Pretty long, so we're、yeah. excited to like finally put this together and like make an actual podcast. I know, right? It's、yeah. great that we took action. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah. we talk about this so many times. Like, oh, we want to do this, and then should we do it? And it's like, yes, we should.、Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> it's it's really like um, so it started with me and Yasu Hasan just like. Mm-hmm. Um, having these kind of conversations every time we talk, and then we were just like, you know what? Like, don't you think we should like make this public and not only keep it to ourselves, but to do something with it?、Mm-hmm. And then Yoshika just gave me like a text, coincidentally, and I think that was a very that was a miracle. Yeah, that's fine. I know, I know, and I don't, I don't think.、Um, The fact that like we have really close birthdays, like the three of us. Oh yeah, is a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence. <laughs> We're soulmates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. So before we start our discussion, we want to mention and put a little bit of a disclaimer that、um, although we are trying to be inclusive as much as we can of the TCK and CCK community. Um, we are aware that what we are going to talk about in our whole discussions are going to be reflective and more responsive to a certain population in the CCK and TCK、uh, community, and so it might not be applicable to all the experiences that each of TCK and CCK has because the community itself is really diverse. We will try to be inclusive as possible, but it's just that because the three of us, Yoshika, Yasuha, Tomoka, all of us, we come from a similar social position and we have similar social economic statuses, and we have very a pretty similar experiences. So we just wanted to say that beforehand, and also we just wanted to remind that these discussions, even though we are going to talk about our past. And we're going to reflect our experiences to have our opinions. It doesn't mean to just look 
back at our past and our painful experiences and to be sad about them. What we want to do, what we want to bring into this discussion is more about the next stage. We want to encourage people and encourage ourselves because we are also growing. We are also trying to become better people every day, day by day. Um, we want to try to bring our experiences, bring our painful memories to understand ourselves a lot more in order to become a better person, in, in order to uh, develop from there and accept ourselves. And so, yeah, we just want to encourage that. We want to do this with all the listeners, do that all together with everyone. Yep. And before we start, we want to make this as a tradition of our podcast. We are going to share what we are grateful for. Alrighty. So this week, uh, I mean, the past two weeks, I took this um, this special program for like the athletes, and it was like we main mainly learned about the leaderships. Mm-hmm. So like people who were simply interested in like team building and like leaderships, just like got together and like learned about the leaderships and also like discussed our own struggles and how to like overcome. Mm. those struggles too and yesterday was the last day for the program and I totally did not expect this at all but like when I was like talking about my struggle and like how I was so worried about um how I could you know make my team stronger especially Mm -hmm. in times of like this because um Mm -hmm. like cheerleading oh I did cheer by the way (laughs) Um, cheerleading involves um you know we just like touch each other so much so like there may be like higher risks for the um virus transmitted mm-hmm. so um the, the official cheerleading association like announced so, like we can't do the stunts and stuff we can only mm. do like practice like dance and the jumps and stuff so i was like so worried about the future in general so i talked about it at the program and Oh my God, I'm such a, I'm actually such a cry baby, but like I started to cry <laughs> simply because I was so worried about mm-hmm. what to like mm-hmm. expect and like what I could do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But everyone there was just like so nice. Like they were willing to support me even in the program. And even like after the program ended, like so many people like messaged me saying that like, oh, I was actually moved by what you said too. Like I feel you or wow. like um you can just tell me whatever mm-hmm. you want like, and um mm-hmm. we're willing to support you and stuff so I was just so grateful for the fact that like I met those you know people who are like willing to support me like even right. though we're like in a totally different teams like some of them are like from the um baseball team which yeah. has nothing to do with the cheer but we're just all athletes and like we just got together and it was such a nice experience like meeting people who had the you know similar passion for the team building right so that's like what I'm grateful for today that's like yeah that's like really empowering both in the sense that um you got to meet those people that understand the same that are going through similar things with you Mm -hmm. and then also the fact that like you got to confront your emotions that were like Mm -hmm. you you don't really have the opportunity to like face it right to verbalize it you know mm-hmm. I think it's a really empowering opportunity for you to like oh, yeah. to be able to do that and then also get um you know feedback positive feedback mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it yeah yeah it was so amazing yeah it's such a supportive community and 
space. Yeah, it is. Mm. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. happy. So how about you, Cass? I'm grateful about the fact that I am happy. So, <laughs> so like a few <laughs> days ago, I just like started to wonder. I I asked my question whether I was happy right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a question that is so prevalent and is as a topic. Like it's it's a really common topic and concept that we talk about, we hear about. But then, um, I just like thought that it's not really a question that you ask yourself that frequently. Mm, and that's true. Yeah. I. Th- I also think that like the last time I asked myself if I was happy or not was like maybe a while ago when I was in depression and I would um, I think I definitely answered to myself that I was not happy even though like I know that um, there are people that are facing difficult times more than me like we all have different struggles we all have different situations that we're going through but like I still wasn't able to say that I was happy, but then Mm -hmm. um, going through that part and then overcoming that, um, I just like asked that question to myself for the first time in a long while. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm actually really happy with my life right now. Ooh. And just that realization was huge. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that dark space that I was in like it was really hard it was like one of the Mm. hardest times in my life and but you know like I grew and I'm really proud of that and I'm really proud of the fact that like overcoming that and through with that happening I'm able to like Mm -hmm. say that I'm having a really happy life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'm proud to say that like I think I am one of the most happiest people in the world right now (laughs) oh my god I love it (laughs) yeah like I yeah. think I think when you're facing a really hard time, even though you think that you are unlucky to a to an extent mm-hmm. and you're really sad, like you do have this like comparison um mm-hmm. with other people that you tell yourself that there are like people that are having harder times than you. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, there are there actually, I do, I do think that there actually are differences there, even though it's like nothing objective and it shouldn't be compared. Like those struggles shouldn't be compared. Everyone, everyone's right. struggle is valid. Everyone's struggle is, um, there is no invalidity in no mm-hmm. in anyone's uh, experience and struggles. But um, I think happiness is something that you can measure yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think it's such a, Um, important things to you know stop and actually ask yourself that questions exactly exactly like I haven't really had the time to actually like stop and look at Mm -hmm. myself like feel what I'm feeling acknowledge what I'm going through like what kind of emotions what kind of mindset I am Mm -hmm. having and then like I took a little bit of time to like ground myself Mm -hmm. and to like be connected with the earth the universe just me yeah <laughs> and I think that was really meaningful I really got to um you know remind myself of mm-hmm. the present and just me and 
what I am grateful about, what I'm happy about about my whole life. And yeah, that was a great wow. thing. So I'm grateful. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Like you say, like the fact that like you can like actually verbalize it, I think is like really important. Like mm-hmm. you could just like live your life and like have that, oh, I'm happy, like at the back of your head. But like when you like actually stop and like, you know, think about it, reflect on it and verbalize it, I think it's totally, like, it becomes experience, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really great. Yay! Yay! Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. How about you, Yasuha-san? For me, I really appreciate the routine, the daily life that I'm spending right now. Mm. So, um, I recently moved back to my to my house where my family lives mm-hmm. and I'm eating three meals a day. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a normal thing. That sounds like a normal thing, but I actually appreciate that. I'm grateful for that. Um, yeah. Before, when I was living by myself, I actually had no control of my time and no control of myself. Mm-hmm. I like to skip meals. I tend to eat just <laughs> one meal per day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not even a proper meal, it's just like snack. I like snacking, so yeah. But <laughs> now that I'm back home, I cook with my mom's like Ooh. dinner. Mm. Yeah. I help her cook dinner and you know, sit down at the dining tables and eating with my family is really mm-hmm. a good time for me. Mm, it's, um, right. Yeah, it's a special time that right. I wasn't able to have for few years after I left my home mm-hmm. so okay. yeah it, it's not something like a fancy meal or anything it's just a normal you know home food so those little small things really affects how you feel how you um affects your emotions mm-hmm. so yeah I appreciate that I'm able to have that Aww. lifestyle right now and really hopefully sweet. I can sustain this uh, regardless of places so <laughs> You know, because in the future, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to move out and right, right. I'm going to learn how to self-control and mm-hmm. live a healthy life. Yeah, I'm really proud of you. And I also think that you should be grateful to yourself and be proud of yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah thank you for being able to like notice that because like yeah like I live with my family family right now mm-hmm. and I honestly like take that for granted mm. so the fact that like you can actually like notice how mm. special that actually is mm. I think it's it's a skill <laughs> I think yeah. so I think yeah. so. being healthy takes a lot of work yeah it does yeah <laughs> it does but then it's worth it it's totally worth it like it changes your whole body your mindset totally yeah so let's get into our discussion today so the first question is um how many languages do you speak and also um do you mix languages when you speak for me i speak three languages japanese english Mm -hmm. and thai I mix language when I speak with my brothers, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I speak with my parents, I speak like um, either just Thai or Japanese. 
No, not really. When I speak to my mom, I speak mix. Mm. Because it's really difficult for me to go just by Thai.、Mm. My first language is Japanese. So I have to use some of Japanese words to speak complete sentence with my mom. Yeah. Right. How about you, Shika? Um, so, for me,、um, just two, I would say. I mean, I don't really have too much confidence in my English either, but、um, yeah, I would say Japanese and English. Uh, uh, I, I had one year of Spanish education in、um, American high school, but I don't <laughs> think that really counts. Like, all I know is, like, yo no hablo español. Español. And all I can say is, Um, oh, it's uh, yo, yo tengo quince, which is like I'm 15 years old or something, so I can never say like I'm 20 or 21. <laughs> so it's like, it's I, yeah, so I have poor skill for my Spanish, and I took two years of French in my uni, but I literally have no idea um on how to speak French. I honestly don't know how I survived that class, but so. I would say just two. And yes, I do mix languages when I speak. But most of the time, I think I'm using Japanese. But when I'm like talking with my sister or friends, because most of my friends are returnees or have、mm-hmm. some sort of、um, cross cultural background. So,、um, yeah. so um, I'm like never trying to like limit myself to like one language. So like, I、mm-hmm. just like speak whatever that comes out of my mouth.、Yeah. So it's、right. been really、um, easy for me.、Um, It's been like that since I entered uni. Like, it wasn't、mm. like I, also, I always like try to limit myself to just Japanese when I went to high school. So, it's been really easy for me these days. Right.、Hmm. Yep. So, how about you, Tess? I speak three languages I speak Japanese, English, and Korean. Oh,、um, wow. <laughs> I thought you I knew. I thought you know. I thought you knew. I knew, I knew that like, you studied it, but like, I didn't know that you could speak it. Yeah, I speak Korean.、Um, What? I picked up Korean fully by Korean entertainment, consuming <laughs> Korean entertainment. Amazing. How do you do that? Yeah. Well, the thing is, Korean is like, the grammar is really similar to Japanese. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And then there's also a lot of、um, vocabulary that are very similar.、Mm-hmm. And Once you understand the structure of a lot of the words in Korean,、um, you get to like, pretty much like, translate that directly into Japanese. Like, even the words that are used, like the little words, like the、mm-hmm. kanji toka, you can translate it. So,、um, it's, it's really、um, easy. And it's okay, maybe not easy, but it's like very、um, relatively easy to study for Japanese speakers.、Mm-hmm. And, I, I definitely do mix languages, but I try not to. <laughs>、um, I, I mix languages in front of like TCKs and CCKs around me. The thing is, like, I don't know what my first language is.、Mm. So, yeah, so I know that speaking in mixed languages、um, will be the easiest for me. But then when I mix languages, it's mostly the ratio of one language is higher than the other. I noticed and, that. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then because language is like one of the biggest insecurities I have, I try not to mix it so that I can like improve it as much as I can. Mm. Yeah. So I just have like a question for you guys. How do you consider your first language and what is your first language? Um, mine's Japanese because I've been living my life speaking Japanese for the first 13 years of my life. So yeah, I, and um, my both parents are Japanese and I went to school where Japanese is spoken. So yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, for me, I think it comes down to education. So mm -hmm. Japanese was the first language for me to learn in schools. Right. Mm, both in terms of reading, writing, mm -hmm. listening, speaking, like those four skills. Mm -hmm. I consider myself can use the Japanese like fluently in these four skills so i say that japanese is my first language right right right, right. Mm. whereas yeah english for me i started learning english when i joined international school mm -hmm. in uh, when i was 12 13 years old so mm -hmm. and it mm. took me so long to you know pick up the language and I right. you know, feel like I need to learn more I need to study more yeah, me too so, mm -hmm. yeah and I was gonna say I heard that you know whatever language you dreamed in like the language ah. that you oh. have a dream has yeah. a lot yeah. Affect with which language you feel most comfortable with, or something. Yeah, right. mine changed. Yeah. Oh, like mine, changed. Yeah, mine yeah, changed yeah. too. Mine changed. It depends on the night. Sometimes yeah, I know that's oh, no, 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 no. Sometimes and then, like English. Now I only have like dreams in Japanese. Oh, really? But, oh. Yeah. When I used to live in the states, I had my on dreams in English, and my mom also says said that like I had my negoto. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, like that's like when like she noticed my you know language brain has changed right 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 yeah, mm -hmm. yeah mine also changes like night by night too oh yeah and then so like mo I, I would say most of the times especially after coming back and going to um canada mm -hmm. coming back from canada like it's still been mostly english but then mm -hmm. until then it was totally japanese but then for me, like, the determination of, like, which language is my first language is, like, really hard. Yeah. Because, like, as, lo as long as I remember, I grew up um, developing both of my English and Japanese mm -hmm. at the same time. <laughs> right. And then also what's really ironic for me is that um, I, I have spent a longer time in my life um, using Japanese as my daily language. Mm -hmm. But right. then, yeah. yeah, but then the struggle that I've had from the start of the time that I came back to Japan is that like I guess not the start but when after like academic and higher level of English was required like the hardest thing for me was that like English is the language that I feel more and way more comfortable expressing myself in mm. but Why then is that um I just think that it's because that was the first language that I used 
um or in to school? express myself yeah okay because like family conversations are just like so different to what you use right. outside of your house right mm-hmm. right and so english is even even still now like english i feel way more comfortable expressing myself in english and it mm-hmm. gives me more of the ability to reflect um my characteristic and my personality more mm-hmm. than it does in japanese but then the thing is like because i've used a lot more time to develop the japanese language mm-hmm. i think i do have more vocabulary in japanese right. that i can actually make and use in an oral conversation mm-hmm. but then that also changes like there's like a fluidity of it cuz right. when i went to my study abroad year like my japanese declined right <laughs> mm, i feel like tck's and cck's do Always. have this kind yeah, of feeling i struggle yeah. and to add on to your um what you just said is that you said that you use english to express yourself a lot mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think it's also relates to like the setting or situations when you have to give your opinions is usually right. in english you don't mm-hmm. really give opinions or how you feel in mm-hmm. japanese language like for example like lecture or a class in school oh yeah that's true i think the yeah. classes that's in english requires you to speak up more mm-hmm. than because mm-hmm. they're bi-directional japanese is that classes? the word so yeah. right 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 i'm right. sure that we are more That's used true. to give opinions express ourselves in english and so maybe that's another reason why we feel comfortable mm-hmm. using english when we talk about yourself mm-hmm. yeah so like you know society and then people have a lot of expectations to us because we're tck's and cck's about language right so especially for like yasuhasan like you're a mix you're mixed right so like you must have had a lot of expectations like oh like i didn't know that you you speak japanese or you speak tires you speak mm-hmm. english and then for like me and yoshika who are returnees like we've probably had a lot of like times where we're expected to be speaking english all the time mm-hmm. or something so mm-hmm. how do you guys feel when people assume that you speak a certain language or um you don't speak mm. some language or like just in general like when you're given social expectations how do you feel as a tck or cck mm. yeah i got a lot of <laughs> people at work mm. came and right. asked me saying that like,、えー、日本語上手いね。え、どこで日本語習ったの?日本語どこで勉強したの?really?めっちゃよく聞かれてて。Mm-hmm. what do you think is that is that is that only because like you said that you are a returnee yes i mean like a return- because oh, okay. when i introduced myself i said i'm i'm from bangkok uh-huh. but they knew that you went to uni you、yeah. spent four years of uni in japan right yeah in japan but that's yeah <laughs> but for them i think it's really you know surprised that like oh where, where did yasuha like learn japanese she said she's from thailand Where would she、mm-hmm. learn? It's like, oh, you know, at home I speak Japanese. I went to Japanese school in Thailand. 
so yeah, that's how I learned Japanese. They're like, oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's not like they're not aware of me is like Japanese, mixed Japanese, but mm-hmm. they're just、uh, naturally assume that because I lived in Thailand, there is no Japanese language around her. So how、mm. did she learn? That's kind of the assumptions they might have. But um, Yeah, I get these questions so many times that I、uh-huh. I don't、mm. really do anything anymore. I'm already used to answering these questions already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Your school? I think at school, I, I, I didn't really have that kind of assumptions、mm. that much, but like, I think like once or twice, like, I think this is like a question that every returnee gets, but can you speak something in English? So I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to speak? If I like said, like,、oh, my name is Yashika, and they're like, no, not that. And because, like, even if I spoke something, like, like nobody would like respond that. Right. It's so that, awkward, you know? isn't it? Yeah, it's so <laughs> awkward. So, like, So at one time,、um, there was another returnee in my school. I mean, there were many returnees, but like just in that you know, friend group.、Um, mm-hmm. So people just like asked us to speak something in English. So yeah,、um, in that friend group,、um, so another friend was like,、um, you know, whenever I get this question, like, I don't know what to speak. And I'm, yeah. I was like, yeah, I know, right? And that's like, that was it. <laughs> yeah. I just like get confused, like, whenever I get. That question, you know, like, yeah,、mm-hmm. it's so, funny, no, 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 it happens to me, it happens to us so often that、hmm, maybe at first I felt like, ah,、oh, I don't know how to feel about this, but I don't know, like, personally, I never felt bad being asked about you know these language questions, but. For some people, I think it can be like offensive.、Mm. I just don't like it. For me, I just don't like it because, like, whenever I try to speak English, like, they label it that it's only because I'm a kikokushijo. And that's the only reason why.、Mm. And it's like, it's not that I speak English because I'm a kikokushijo and I want to brag about it. Mm, 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 mm. It's because that's the language that I feel comfortable speaking in. Mm, mm, mm. And I have my reason why I speak in English, and I have my reason why I speak Japanese、mm-hmm. at certain times. And they'd be like, ah, Kikokushin だから so they're like, Nihongo ちょっと不自由だよねみたいな And there's also the opposite. Like when you're speaking in English, But then, when the person knows that you're not, you're not from an English speaking country, they'd be like, oh, you're so articulate.、Mm. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, it's like because that's one of the things that I have, I, I、um, have accomplished so much as being a TCK and CCK in terms of language is that、mm-hmm. like you're not completely, you're not like a whole complete. Um, English speaker that only speaks English, that's only used English for your whole life, or、um, you're not a person that's only used Japanese your whole life,、mm. you're not a whole Japanese speaker. So it's like 
people don't expect you to learn no you you to speak either language completely Mm. and Mm. so for all the languages they're like oh my god you speak Japanese really well oh my god you speak English really well you speak Korean really well like for me Korean yeah like I developed it um later on by myself so yeah that makes sense but like for me English for English and Japanese it's like a language that I learned and I grew up with Mm, right so for people to say that like oh I'm so good at English I'm so articulate it's like yeah it's so offensive I especially feel not comfortable when なんか、悔しい。and then also like a lot of assumptions that i get is like especially in terms of like um university entrance exams mm. Mm. because i'm a returnee they assume that i got got into university with only english oh yeah that's true <laughs> そうそうそう。<笑><笑> いや、ちょっと待ってみたいな。違うからみたいな。It's <笑> like English doesn't give me all of the life choices that I want to make みたいな。But I think to like to some extent like it's kind of true that like we have an advantage in English so like I kind of get it but like I think it's it's literally um it's really like the way people put it like what it be like the assumption about the language you speak or like mm. a question on the university entrance mm-hmm. exam like yeah right right but some right. people just be like so offensive oh, <laughs> yeah you'd be like what <laughs> it's very passive aggressive mm. like you're yeah. not trying to be offensive but it's very offensive to us internally mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm. Okay, so we're going to talk about does your personality change depending on the language you speak? Yes. <laughs> what do you I think? can 100% relate. <laughs> um, 
said that my personality changed, and I didn't realize this until my friends mentioned.、Mm. Um, my friends from high school. Yeah. Yeah. So, how does your personality change? So, apparently, when I speak in Japanese, I'm very polite. I sound soft.、Mm. Yeah. And polite. But when I'm speaking in Thai,、uh-huh. to some people, they said that I sound like a mean girl. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like aggressive or anything. It's more, I don't know. Because I don't feel that way. Yeah. Because I only have this image of you being like really soft and really、soft. gentle. And I've,、yeah. I've never gotten like the mean girl vibe from you. Mm. Mm, and then when I speak English, I became like loud. <laughs>、mm. I mean, that's like, yeah, I think that's like a thing for a stereotype. English speakers. No, no, I think it's actually a thing for English speakers. I become louder and I use more muscle, like face muscle. Oh, yeah. Facial expressions. Right. So I definitely feel different too when I speak different language.、Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm sure there's connections between personality and language you use. Right,、mm. right. I don't think mine really changes, but like, I think it just、uh, um, when, when I'm speaking English, English there's more sarcasm. Oh, <laughs> same. Same, same, same. That's same, like, same. I think that's like a big difference. Yeah, I do that Between, too. Yeah, two languages. Like, I mean, yeah, there are sarcasms that I use even when I'm speaking Japanese, but like, you know,、uh, some people just don't get it. And like, Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> it's not a thing in Japanese, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah some people very... will be like confused or like take you seriously, and then I'll be like, no, I didn't mean I it. I know, right? <laughs> so there's no sarcasm、um, culture. Yeah. So I think that's like the. So I don't think my personality changes, but it's just a,、um, yeah, a part of culture, I think, in a language.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally get you.、Mm. But yeah,、um, yeah, I also think that. It's true that like, I get loud whenever I'm speaking English somehow.、Mm. I feel like it's a thing. Like, they, they do say that the way you breathe is different、mm. in Japanese and English.、Mm. Like, a lot of people do say that when you speak in English, you have a lower voice. And that's、yeah. the same with me too. I have a higher voice when I speak in Japanese, and I have a lower voice when I'm speaking English. And then apparently、mm. that's the reason why. Mm. And I think I'm less shy when I'm speaking English. Right, right, right. I speak up more in mm-hmm, the classroom mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Depends. I'm not Depends sure why. I definitely feel the same with Yasuhasan. Like, I am, I don't compress myself a lot in English. I'm just like, I, I speak freely without any,、um, yeah, I speak freely in English more. And then when I speak in Japanese, I have this like sense of I have to speak in a certain way. 
Mm. And so that's part of the reason why it's easier for me to express myself in English a lot more. Mm. And like, I was always wondering why this happens because it's the same for Korean too. I speak a lot more freely in Korean than mm. when I speak in Japanese. Mm. So, so, so. Okay. And then I. So, and then I, I was just like, I was always wondering why that happens. Mm. But then when I reflect on it, it makes total sense because like, um, English, the environment that I spoke English was a place that like was accepting about any kind of, um, any kind of opinion, any kind of expression that you would have. And then Korean, I, um, learned it myself. Right. So mm-hmm. it was more of like self-speaking. Mm-hmm. But then for Japanese, I developed it in an environment where I felt like I had to conform Mm. to the culture. So I guess that has a really huge, um, that plays a really huge role in the construction of the personality that I have on the language that I'm speaking. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Like Yoshika mentioned earlier, I think language has a lot to do with culture as well. Mm, yeah. I, I speak politely and soft in Japanese. It's because in Japanese culture, when you speak, that's mm-hmm. the customs, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, yeah, the tradition. Yeah, uh, the traditional. Yeah, but in English, like in a lot of western cultures you need to speak up for your opinions and that makes you sound more aggressive more straightforward right so it yeah i i I really think it has strong connections with the culture Mm. of that language so like in english you're required to stand for yourself But then in Japanese, you're required to be one of all the others. <laughs> like, harmonize. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Harmonize, harmonize. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a better way to frame it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I personally think that I like the balance of mm-hmm. my language and how that's affecting my personality too. Because mm-hmm. I can't shift it. Depends mm. on the situations. So mm. I like being able to speak three language. Yeah, I, I really enjoying this. I like being able to experience different part of me by mm. switching the language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because yes, every personalities that I have, it's still me. Mm-hmm. I'm still the same Yasuha. I was, I have this problem of like, having an English day and then having a Japanese day and then having a Korean day. One day you speak English a lot better and mm-hmm. then your Japanese sucks. But then the other day your Japanese is really good and then your English sucks. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I get that too, I get that too. Your brain is being like, kibunya. So, 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 so. For me, sometimes the morning is like, my brain is like English mode. And then at oh. night, I'm like, oh my, my English time is over. Now my brain switched to Japanese brain. And 
there are oh, certain times that my brain stopped working for certain language. Mm, yeah, I know. Same, same. I, and I'm not sure how to control it. It just happened. I know. Mm. Like it happens even when you know that, like on that day, you're gonna, you're specifically going to use, like for instance, English. But then, like your brain might just be terminated, and then you can only really get into the conversation in Japanese. And then also, like for me, because I speak three languages, when I start, my Korean starts to improve. My English falls. Mm. And then when I start, but then, but then the thing is, it's just not, it's not correlational. Mm -hmm. So then when my English starts to develop, my Korean doesn't fall. But then mm -hmm. my, when my Korean starts to improve, my English falls. But <laughs> it's so weird. But yeah, it's, it's so, so hard to keep the balance. And that's actually connects to the next questions I want to talk about. How do you maintain your language skills? Because like you said earlier, when you learn one language, sometimes the other language that you already know just dropped. Yeah. I feel like it's one of the questions, like one of the things that like uh, many of the parents of the returning kids think about too. Because mm -hmm. when whenever they're, um, whenever Japanese kids are in the foreign countries, they want to, you know, be able to write, speak mm -hmm. Japanese fluently, but whenever they come back, like, they want the kids to maintain their English skills too, so. Mm. It differs by each person, but I think it's one of the very um, important mm. questions. Do you guys have any tips or things that you worked on to maintain your language skill? I would say for me, like, because I came back at three, like, my parents definitely took me to this, like, returnee weekend school mm -hmm. to keep up with my English and also improve my English. And then also, I think, like, um, this part, I would attribute my academic English skills entirely to my middle school and high school. Um, that really uh, played a huge role. Like, we had, like, um, level di divided classes. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty intense, but the teacher really took good care of us. And but right now, I am in constant fear of like losing whichever language, especially mm -hmm. especially I think Korean and English because I live in Japan. Japan mm -hmm. Japanese is everywhere, so I do try to consume a lot of media or information in either Korean or English, mm -hmm. and so. read books. Yeah. I think the speaking is the hardest to me. Yeah, it is. Because it is. listening, reading, yes, you can do by yourself anytime, anywhere. But uh -huh. speaking, it's one of the skills that you lose it so fast too. When yeah. you don't use it, you just, you know, forgets everything. So I try to speak with my friends in English or even Thai. Like for me, one of the regret I would say for mm -hmm. me is that I used to study Thai reading mm -hmm. and writing but mm -hmm. I stopped after I came back to Japan so I'm like completely <laughs> lost my ability for like reading Thai and writing and I really regret that because 
it might connect to personality, but more towards identity. When I yeah. cannot like understand my language, I feel like I'm losing myself. I'm losing part of myself, mm, and same. so it's that constant fear of losing same. part of your identity keeps you maintain your language. I guess, yeah. I because I know that like maintaining your speaking ability of a language is like one of the hardest things to do. I try to um, reflect on myself and process everything in the language that I want to improve. Mm-hmm. I actually also started to like record my journal. Ooh. Oh yeah, you're speaking. Yeah, and then that oh, really interesting. I really like doing that because it improves my processing. Um, ability in that language and it also enables me to reflect on myself reflect on whatever I want to look at my day my life um, my thoughts and yeah that really works and like as Yasa Hassan said like it really feels like I'm about to lose my identity when I am noticing that my language ability is declining in whatever whichever language it is and like that's it's actually been one of the biggest insecurities for me for my whole life Mm. and I always felt like I was judged whenever myself like my being itself Mm. was judged whenever someone told me or spoke about my language skills and so like it's not only about the fear of not being able to speak the language in the in the way at at the level that you want to it's more of like a deep fear that comes from within you mm-hmm. of losing yourself mm-hmm. and not being able to like belong to right. the specific group that you want to be in yeah and you feel like you're invalidated you feel like you're not enough mm-hmm. so maybe yeah. that's why um, going back to the earlier discussions we had, language is not just a skill. It's something that deeply connect with your culture, with your identity. And that's yeah, why definitely. when someone say something that hurts your feeling, sounds offensive, really impact yourself. Yeah. And I think it's really important that we don't underestimate how those things really influence us mm. yeah exactly exactly so like i i hope that the acknowledgement that people who have multiple languages that they use um frequently in daily life exist and that those people might not have the english ability or the language skill that you expect them to have so I yeah I just hope that that fact just gets widely spread and mm-hmm. um, people become more aware of that. So like overall, we want to say like as allies that are going through the same struggle um, are experiencing similar things. Um, we just want to say that language ability does not define yourself. It does not define your identity. And even if you're not satisfied with the language ability you hold, language proficiency you hold, you are still you. Mm -hmm. And that's 
the beauty that you hold. Language abilities for us, for TCKs and CCKs, people that hold cross-cultural experiences, it's not just about being able to speak or not, or, or the opposite. It's about our backgrounds. It reflects our experiences, our history, and we should be proud of that. It's a really unique mm-hmm. part of ourselves that um, other people don't hold. And it also doesn't have to be about that either. Um, I think we have freedom of expressing ourselves. Also, it doesn't have to be language. Even if people put you, put the expectations on you, it doesn't have to be. It's just other people telling you to do things. It's not, what is important is what you tell yourself and what and how you define that. And it's really a strength. It's really something that you should deem beautiful about yourself. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. And language is part of um, cultural heritage. That's how I perceive that mm-hmm. for myself. And so, yeah, like what you just said, it's really important part of us, but also it doesn't have the meaning to define who you are as a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have the choice to define it mm-hmm. um, in the way you want to. And it doesn't, it also doesn't have to be a part that defines you either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you want to improve, of course, it, that's a great thing too. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all for today's episode of Language and TCK and CCK. Thanks for listening and join us again next episode when we talk about the definitions of TCK and CCK. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and we also have our website. So please check that out. And we hope you guys have a great day. This is the In-Between Club. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.